Welcome back to the League of Inches podcast. This episode is our 2024 NRL season teams preview. This week's uh, teams are the New Zealand Warriors, Sydney Roosters, Canberra Raiders, the West Tigers, and the Gold Coast Titans. Just want to have a special shout out to our podcast listeners. Really do appreciate all the views and listens and taking the time out of your day to listen to our podcast. If you can give us a rating and a subscription, that does go a long way of supporting the page and it's all completely free. If you want to go a bit further and be part of the League of Inches family further, just go and find us on our social media platforms as well. Enjoy the episode. Don't wait. Hello and welcome back, League of Inches family. Uh, my, I've got the crew once again, myself, Jez, and Adam, uh, once again, we're doing a team's season preview. Tonight, we have the Warriors, the Sydney Roosters, the Canberra Raiders, the West Tigers, and the Gold Coast Titans. So um, I've got a bit of a different background. I'm moving some stuff around the house this week, and it has been a pain in the absolute ass. And this isn't the full setup, so hopefully everything sounds good still. It's coming across nicely. Um, but yeah, a bit of a change up for mine. Boys, how's your week been? Adam, let's start with you. I know you're on the bandwagon at the moment. So if you're not watching the video, you won't know what we're talking about, but let the viewers know. I have been, I have been a 49ers fan for about 10 years now, Jeremy. Oh, whenever Hayne went there. Yeah. 2014. I I stuck with him. He was only there for one year, um, barely played and I stuck with him. I stuck a little because I always followed the NFL before that, but never really had a team. Um, and I jumped on, I went to a 49 game, and I've stayed low, and I watch most games, the convenience of working from home. So, look, obviously one staying off to the NFC Championship game uh, next Monday, leave at 10.30 a.m. Um, train time. So one more game to go than the Super Bowl. So I look forward to that. Uh, knocked out Jeremy's Green Bay Packers today, so that's always a fantastic result uh, for all those, you know. So now I just need Parramatta to knock out Newcastle sometime throughout the year, and I've got it all over him. So basically what you're saying is Adam's bosses out there, whenever footy's on, he doesn't work. So no, 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 no. I have got a 38 and a half curved screen uh, monitor. Jeremy Sandy can talk about how big it is. It's huge. And one of the main things is... His monitor. I've seen his monitor. Yeah, he's my monitor. (laughs) My monitor is huge. Um, and it, you can split it into three. So what I can do is I can have two work screens. I can split the third screen into a TV to watch. So that's great. You can put whatever you want on um, and away you go, working and watching at the same time. Yes, look, I'd love to keep talking about what you've seen of Adams, but I don't want to continue on that <laughs> too conversation much. Too, much too much while we're still a PG program with the odd swear word. You know, I think we're getting away with that at the moment. So let's keep it there. Um, your story last week about the zoo and the lions went off. Um yeah. The viewers want to know more about your life and what you get up to. So have you got another story for us this week? Um, apart from it being incredibly hot, um, hit about 40 degrees today. So no, I don't have any more uh, animals having sex stories, sadly. I need to get to more zoos apparently. So no, pretty pretty boring this week, pretty stock standard. So I'll I'll have to yeah, I'll have to keep it up soon. Sorry to oh, hang on a second. I won't go there, but uh, sorry to all those 10 sickos that messaged the page about wanting to know a bit more about that story that the animal porn. So uh, we can't help you this week, but Jez is promising to deliver some some stories in the weeks to come. I love off season. Troy Warner, there will definitely be more to come, so don't worry. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Look, we are a rugby league. 
Oh, we are a Rugby League podcast, so let's get into what we're promising the viewers out there while they're clicking and listening. New Zealand Warriors are first up. Let me get the slideshow up. Uh, here we go. So once again, um, I'll go through the first one, the gains and the losses here. Again, thanks to the producer, Jez, who by the looks of it hasn't turned out exactly how we wanted it to turn out once again. Why did it do that? Um, are you happy with this one, Jez, this week? We... <laughs> no. Gains. Look, look Anyway, so much work, guys. He was so happy with this. Behind the scenes, let's peel it back. I think it was this morning he goes, I tried to change how we looked at some of the teams and the the mix-up of it and for weeks to come and quickly just shut it down. Nope, slides are done. I've already done everything. I've worked hard in the the school holidays. (laughs) It's all good, but here we go, the final product and we're – Talking about the gains and losses for the New Zealand Warriors. Um, so Kirk Cable obviously has has come over recently from the Broncos. Chanel Harris Davidas back from his um, basically a year away on Kentucky, so I'm pretty sure he went on and uh, needed to just get away from the game. So he got to enjoy Europe and the like. I think that was it. Was that am I right? There he did say he just wanted to get away and travel the world and stuff. So he wanted yep. a year away from the game, I believe. Yeah, yeah, but then he ended up re-signing. So he, he wanted to step away, but then went, no, nah, I'm actually, I'm coming back. He's back. He's back. Uh, obviously, Roger Tuovasicek from Rugby, huge. Uh, the losses, Josh Curran to the Bulldogs. Bailey Siren. Uh, yes. Siren. Yeah, spe- <laughs> Bailey Siren to Catlin. Billy. Yeah. Yeah, hang on. It's- <laughs> <laughs> Jez, the producer, we're having an off, off chat about this one, mate. Uh, Viliami Valia to the Cowboys. Braden Williami uh, retired. I think he was at Para at one stage. So he's, he's been going a lot longer than, than I thought he was going to go. And it's so Willa- there we go. as well. Just putting that out there. Oh, having the sorry. pronunciations. What do we think of the, the right. recruitment? <laughs> What do we think of the recruitment there? And uh, producer, you can go first and just protect your, your work of art, obviously. Oh, no, there's no defending that. That's um, I think I, I made these after putting my son down for a nap and thought I'll I'll try and knock out a couple of these. So there's no excuses here. But, again, what do you want oh. from me? I'm on school holidays. Leave me alone. Kurt Capewell, <laughs> nice signing. Very nice signing. Um, didn't actually see that coming. So when... When all the talk and the chat was coming around, I thought it was just, you know, throwaway comments. But he, no, they they got him there, and that's that's huge. Um, Chanel Harris Tavita, I think, I think he's put down as a halfback, isn't he? So I don't know how much game time he'll actually get. There's a couple of people Half there in the halves that are that are doing quite well. Um, and Roger Tuovasashek, I think everyone's really excited to have him back from rugby. We all knew that experiment wasn't going to last forever. I think he even said that he was going to come back. So it's good to see. Roger back with the Warriors to, again, really push that finals really late uh, into the season. And I'd love to see them go one better. Yep. Yep, I agree. Um, Adam, thoughts? Yeah, look, um, Kurt Capel's obviously a pretty big signing getting on. He's starting to move around a few clubs, but obviously that experience of the broken Oscars last year where he played his football. <laughs> it's, I don't know what's happened here. <laughs> Jeremy is a teacher, by the way, guys. Um, so I just want to put that out there. Um, you know what I'm blaming? Yeah, I'm blaming the magic keyboard. It's too little. Yeah, okay. okay. Yeah. 
But um, look, obviously the plus the Warriors is Jamil Harris Tavita and Roger Tuivasa Sheck have had a couple of years from away from playing sport. Um, you know, so because obviously Chanel had a year off, very Kentucky and Roger was a wing in rugby union, and wingers in rugby union don't touch the ball. So um, they've had a couple of years off, and they'll be fresh and ready to go. Um, look, Roger, back. yeah, they believe Roger's going to play in the centres or on the wing. He's not going to try and take that fullback yeah, spot. Is the rumour? We'll see how that goes. I think he'll end up at fullback by the time the year's done. And Chanel, look, obviously he was the five eight when he left. Um, Luke Bedcalf obviously stepped in last year to play five eight. So I think Chanel is probably going to have to bide his time and earn his way back into the team um, because Medcalf was – well, Jeremy had him in his team in the season, didn't he, at the back end of the year? Yeah, I, so, I, I really rated him. He just played his role and did it really well. I mean, so that's that's all he has to do. Like, I guess the biggest thing for Chanel is coming back. And we all know how good Sean Johnson was last year, who could be his last year this year. It's if Sean can do it again and stay injury-free, you know, obviously getting on in his career as well. So – that was a pretty good uh, handy backup to have there. They obviously, can play five eight a half back and, and slide in there to give Sean a rest, maybe off the bench at the back end of games. If they're going to play him as like a fourteen, or you know, if Sean goes down, gets injured, or just can't produce that form. I'm not saying they're going to drop him, but obviously, I think Chanel there is saying for the future as well. He's still very young, I believe, about 24, 25. So, we're going to run through the losses. So, start with the losses. Yeah, I've, I've already or, run through the losses. You can give me your opinion. Yeah, I know you ran through them, but I meant, yeah, opinion. So, look, Karen, um, as we touched on with the Bulldogs, and it's a good signing for the Bulldogs, but not a bad loss for the Warriors, as we touched on last week. Um, you know, he's pretty prone to a head knock and a suspension, so not going to lose it too much. They've got quite a few good solid second rowers. Uh, Sorensen, same thing, in and out, kind of all around there in first grade and reserve grade. Um, I don't even know who the other bloke is. I'm learning I say Sam. I know you know him, Joel, so I'm going to bother. And we are, like Army. I said, kind of around that reserve grade coming a bit last year. has been around quite a while. They're playing down the south coast now. So they all say retire, but they're still happy to play around and get $1,000 a game on the local team before they fully retire. What was What's yeah. the local team up here that has, is it um, the the pub team that's just paying people absolute overs? Oh, Dora, and Dora Creek. And the teams are forfeiting against them because they don't want to play them. Dora, Dora, Dora Creek, yeah. But Dora Creek have actually... Creek, they, that's right. They, they won the grand, close to you, they won the grand final in the Newcastle Community Comp last year. Um, good blokes like Penny Terrapal and that there as well. But they've been actually, they're in the Central Coast Comp this year. So they've stepped up the Central Coast Comp. They'll go down there and win that. Their blokes on $1,500 a game. Look, yeah. Look, let's, we might have to preview the, the cent, uh, Central Coast Comp this year. Have our on the, on the grounds report. Oh, I just previewed it so. That's it. Dora Creek win. <laughs> yeah. Dora Creek win. Newcastle comp, obviously. Lots. Yeah, they, the, well, the wrong ruse and the entrance tigers are in the Newcastle comp as well. They still have teams in Central Coast oh, comp, but they're in the Newcastle comp, which obviously a lot stronger. The entrants have signed uh, Blake Austin, um, Dave Feeder. I believe they've signed Wade Graham, hasn't been announced yet as well. I don't know how they're going to get points under there. So they've signed quite well, but I'm against a Maitland team who's won the last three comps in a row. So it'd be very interesting. Well, we, we digress, but we, we digress. <laughs> They, they, they'd be a good team in the, the NRL. So um, what about our ratings here for the recruitment and retention? Obviously, uh, I think we've decided to put the retention as well. Uh, we've got that thanks to Zero Tackle, the, the visuals uh, down below for those watching on YouTube. Once again, thank you for all your support. Um, followers are going drastic uh, skywards, really, so make sure you do hit the subscribe button when you do watch the video. Um, 
I'll kick us off. I really do think Kirk Capewell is a really nice signing. It adds that a bit more experience as well to the side, which I really don't. I don't mind the Warriors' chance at all. We'll talk about it this year uh, a bit more in depth in a minute. But um, I, I honestly, I've got to give this a nine out of ten. I really like this recruitment um, for the Warriors, and they've let go. Look, I think Curran is a bit of a loss, but I think it does get overcome by the arrival of Capewell uh, there. So I'm going a nine out of ten, boys. Yeah, it's it's right up there, especially with the last. Well, actually, all three of those gains are, are really big gains, and in some really nice positions as well. Just having a look at the re-sign and off contract. So we spoke about Sean Johnson. This is probably his last season, but then you've got Luke Metcalf, who is off contract at the end of the year. So he has a really big season coming up, and he really needs to hold on to that position and not let uh, Chanel Harris Tavita back in the side because he might find himself out of the team and then out of a contract as well. So. Big, big season for him coming up. Uh, I am going to give it an eight and a half for those signings. Uh, just because Josh Curran is is a pretty big loss. We spoke about that he injury prone and suspension prone, but he was uh, impactful when he came on. So, yeah, eight and a half. Yeah, I like that. Ads? I'm giving him a 10. I reckon it's the best gains and losses of any team I'm going in this year. I said, Kate, well, obviously coming off that, you know, good season last year with Brisbane. I know he's 31. It was, it was an odd move. Not really something we saw at room, but we didn't see it coming. Um, the fact he was leaving Brisbane. The fact he's gone over there playing good footy. Um, Sean Harris-Tavita was a great 5'8", obviously, before he left. And Roger Tuvasa-Shek, we know what he got. And the players have lost, uh, you know, really nothing. But the reason I'm giving it such a 10 out of 10 is, like Jeremy said, you look at their re-sign and their off-contract list. They're a team that's got it all good. Like, they've got it right. They've got their balance right. Like Jeremy said, you've obviously got Luke Medcalf or um, Janelle coming back. But if Sean Johnson is to retire, it's a pretty easy thing to re-sign Luke Medcalf and whatever money he wants if he does have a good season. The only other big player they've got coming off contract, and look, I'll, obviously I'll say I don't know a lot of these young players coming through, but is Jazz Tavanga. Um, and Jazz will be getting on a business around quite a while as well, but he seems like one of those blokes that is just happy to be there, um, happy to be at the Warriors. doesn't really look like he wants to leave, so... I can't imagine he's going to go anywhere else for money if the contract is right there for him. So, yeah, look, I'll give him a 10. Um, it's hard to say a team's perfect because you don't know what the year could bring in, what injuries could bring in. You can say, look, they could have bought Sank in, but what they've let go and what they've bought in, it's as close as you can get. What about the name there off contract? Um, Patrick Moimoy. Is that the good old Fooey Fooey Moimoy's son or something? No. Um, no, def- I didn't even know who he was. <laughs> it just brings no relation. some happy flashbacks. I'm, I'm going to Google him. There's not many Moy Moys out there. There has to be. It has to be a relation somehow. I'll find out for you. Uh, I'll just message as you as you find that out. Yeah, just send Billy a message uh, while you get get that message sorted out. And Jez, you can talk to us about the the positives uh, for this season coming up for the Warriors. Well, it's just the momentum from last year. I think well, as a up, fan. Baby. Yeah, up the was as a, as a fan of last year, even though they pumped the Knights in that final, I was still not that bummed that uh, they had such a fantastic year. And I, I honestly think they can ride that momentum. With these additional signings, I think they can go that one step further. And I would not be surprised. I know it's so early to say, and you know everybody does this, but I would not be surprised if we see them there in the grand final at the end of the year. They are going to have a massive year, and I'm really just pumped to see what the Warriors can produce. So 
it's just all about momentum. And Alan, Ad, Alan, Adam spoke about the balance of the team, and I think they have the balance really right, and that's going to project them further in this competition. Fingers crossed there's no injuries or suspensions. Um, all teams have to come across that adversity, but I think they have the depth there to cover most of those positions if there is something. So it's it's looking good for the Warriors. Plus, they had a really good oh, home strip. Like, we all liked their jersey. <laughs> all I can find on the Patrick Moimley. on that thing. All I can find on Patrick Moimley is he's only 19. So, obviously, you know, I think he'd be re-signed. He's made his debut in New South Wales Cup at the back end of last year. He's 103 kilos, 185 centimetre, 19-year-old centre. Centre. Wow. So if, he, if he is a relation to Philly and the Warriors decide to get rid of him, um, BA, just watch out that one. I know you're a big, big listener <laughs> of the podcast. See what we can do because oh, Brian Smith made one of the greatest signings in history when Louis Fremont was shown the door from South Sydney. Yeah, I listened to the uh, – I didn't listen. I, I looked up the stats today of the, the podcast actually and it was funny. Number one listener was based in Kellyville, so I think that's actually BA just sitting in his office uh, before training and after training just listening to us and our thoughts obviously. Oh, about, no. I, I um, said he'd be the first coach sacked for 2024. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're in the naughty, naughty corner <laughs> nowadays. Um, well, I can't spell, so I it doesn't agree. matter. Yeah, I agree with with the um, positives. I just, I, I've actually listened to a few people recently, and there's not many people rapping the Warriors, and they reckon that they'll be the sliders of the top four. I can't see it. If anything, I see the Warriors getting stronger. Like I actually think this side can really, really give this competition a shake this year. Like I look at it. And I know we'll go on to our concerns next, but to basically segue into it, I can't really see our concern. Like, I know there's obviously the coach, Adam's obviously had his second year at the job there for the Warriors, and um, we're going to be able to see what he's got um, to do there. But that's, for me, that's really all because the depth just improved a lot with these signings. Like, as we see the losses, that doesn't really get impacted by by the the uh, the gains. The only probably concern for mine is AFB and how his um, head will be for throughout this year for Noah Blake. If he wants to, if there's going to be murmurs and he wants to get released early to go back to be a family in Sydney or or whatever. But apart from that, I can't see much, and I just think it's upwards for the Warriors uh, in 2024. Adam, yeah, I've got to finish in the top four again. Um... They're always one of those hard teams to judge because when you expect something from the Warriors, they seem to disappoint. Um, and you throw me off spot. I was still trying to find out if Patrick Moonway was a relation. I look at the size of this bloke, and he's got to be. He's got to be. But look, I I don't see him sliding at all. But I guess a lot of it comes down to their draw, which I've done. I haven't really had a good look at. But the main thing for the Warriors is, and it's what they did well last year, they need to come to Australia and win their games. There's no point, you know, obviously having the form there in New Zealand and being so destructive over there and being able to take teams down and making a place where teams don't want to travel and coming over to Australia, you still need to win at least half your away games, obviously finishing that top four. And that's where they need to be because if they can't do it during the regular season and they get to obviously the final season, they finish fifth to eight, it means they've only got one home game. And the biggest advantage for the Warriors last year was that game back in New Zealand against Newcastle. Because if that game was played in Sydney or for some reason, you know, obviously closer to Newcastle, I can guarantee it would have been a different result. Um, they got on the back of the momentum that was built over there. 
people jumped off that shit sport called rugby union and jumped on the Warriors there, and it was huge over there. And on, that's honestly the truth. The World Cup kind of snuck up on people in New Zealand. It was massive, yeah. massive. How you didn't hear about it over there. It was just all everyone up the wires. Like we all jumped on the bandwagon, which I'm still denying. I did not do that. But look, um, yeah, that's their biggest thing. They need to obviously find that consistency and be able to do it. My biggest concern for them is if someone up the wires. Yeah, no, that's not that's not me. Um, that is Adam. My voice sounds much clearer than that. Um, so, yeah, if someone like Sean Johnson does go down, I I think we can kind of rule him out for the season. He went down early. That's my biggest concern. I don't know about that. Okay, well, who's going to I know Ch- Chanel Harris-Tavita will. He, he'll, he's he'll never step been up. a sparky You've... player. He's had the chances to do that before when he was there without Sean Johnson. He wasn't doing it. Where'd they come? Yeah, but I just think it's stronger all around the park this time. So are, I know Sean saying, Johnson was Sean Johnson saying, last year. Are you saying his time on Kentucky and plowing his way through Europe has matured him as a player? Allegedly, Is that what you're saying? Um, I, and, and if there's any lawyers out there, his name's Adam. Please send him a message. Don't come <laughs> at the page for the strong allegations that are made each and every week at the moment you've come out you need to make either you need to have another break for for a few weeks um <laughs> these i honestly just think they've got enough there to if like johnson was phenomenal do not get me wrong and he needs to be up there and playing that similar form this year for the warriors to, but i wouldn't write him off if he did have an early injury i wouldn't write the warriors off completely i'd say yes it's going to be harder for him but I wouldn't say completely. Like the addition of RTS Capewell for experience is huge. Harris Devita, he's been there, done it before. So he's had a year off to clear his head, clear some other stuff. And um, <laughs> just for the record, get, for those get lawyers, himself right. for those lawyers, I was talking about the cold weather. I believe he did operate a plow business over there. Um, his name <laughs> is Mr. Plow. That's his name. His name again is Mr. Plow. So that's what I meant. I don't know where you were going with it, but I, I, I no. he's allowed to work when he's off in the NRL. That's what he was doing, is yep. helping people with their snow. Yeah, what do you got for us? So you can try and steer <laughs> us back, on. please. <laughs> um, I can't say much more than what you two have said, uh, especially around the Mr. Plough stuff, but I, I have found a photo of Patrick Moimoy. Yeah. <laughs> He's huge. So I'll show you how big this dude is. Let's, um, let's get this up here. Look at this there guy. This is it. Look how big he is. He's a big boy. Oh, that's that is. That's that's Moy Moy's son. That has to be Moy. That has to be oh, Phil's son. son. Look at the size comparison. That's oh not my him. goodness. Mate, that's a. That's not Patrick. Yes, it is. Hey, this is Patrick. Oh dear! Oh, for oh, those YouTube viewers, Adam's just shown us Shane Shackleton <laughs> at his absolute best back in the day. Honestly, I'd say that was the best segment. <laughs> and guys, oh, we've got dear. Shane Shackleton coming on next week. Uh, so I can't <laughs> wait to chat all footy, all things footy with Shane Shackleton. What's that? Oh, he's just cancelled. Um, let's rate the the finishing position in our, our brackets for the Warriors. I've got them first to fourth. I think they're right up there again this year. Yes. Wonderful. Yep. Wonderful. Yeah. I think Adam, wonderful. you've already given us a sneak peek. Yep. There we go. Wonderful. Next, next team up. 
the oh, Sydney no. City Roosters. He's <laughs> the producers had a heart attack. He's <laughs> the S's again, guys. But if you're Bro, a podcast listener, it's probably doing you a good thing at the moment. You don't want to be a YouTube listener or watcher for this episode because it's probably giving you a bloody aneurysm watching this. Give <laughs> um, <laughs> me one and I made them. Nah. Look, Jez, you can come back a little bit by going through the gains and losses oh, in the God. best way possible. Oh, I was trying to edit the slides. Well, gains. We've got Spencer Lenu coming from the Panthers. That's that's quite a nice signing. Uh, Lewis Murphy from Wakefield coming in from the Super League. That's always fun rather than them going. Can, Ethan Roberts. So hang on. Can you just tell us a little bit about Lewis Murphy and his career so far? Yeah, well, he played at Wakefield. Um, and now we've got Ethan Roberts. <laughs> <laughs> Blake Steep, Xavier Var. Alex Young and I don't know this last bloke. Never heard of him. Um, that, who, I believe he's Alex. Alex Young's brother. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Alex Young from Newcastle. Everyone who has played football up here will know who he is. No, Dom Young, massive, massive gain for the Roosters. Just looking at their back line. Oh my goodness, they're oh. they've done it again. Their losses. <laughs> Do we want to go through the losses, or we want to talk about the gains? Yes. Well, we'll go through the losses. They've got Corey Allen yeah. to the Shragons, for those who are watching on YouTube. <laughs> uh, the Dragons. Fletcher Baker has gone to the Broncos. Thomas Deacon to Huddersfield. He's gone to the Super League. Eli L. Zuckerhim. I've murdered that one. Castleford. Oh, it's T T H T T H T. Remember this guy from last <laughs> week? He went to the Sharks. <laughs> Drew Hutchinson to the Bulldogs. Um. Uate? Caroella Vula. He's been released, and I think it's because of his last name. Matthew Lodge. Matthew Lodge. Good old Lodgy. Um, Really done the rounds. He's off to the Seagulls. Paul Momorowski has gone to Leeds. Jackson Paulo to the Seagulls. And Jake Turpin to the Bulldogs. So quite a big in and out. So the door is definitely swinging at the Sydney City Roosters. Oh, goodness. I just need a second second. I love you doing these. <laughs> I, got, I got that one. I got that one, Jerry. Oh. Adam, you can go first. Just give us your thoughts about the gains and losses to the Roosters. Yeah, look, obviously um, Spencer Lennon is a massive signing. Um, they're forward back. Obviously, Jared Burra has grazers. Um, he's getting on a bit. He probably look at that bench spot now with Spencer starting there with um, – What's Frankenstein's name again? Jeez, it's been a long off-season. I can't even remember Frankenstein's name. Oh, um, Lindsay Collins. Yeah. Lindsay Collins. Lindsay yeah. Collins. Having, having Lindsay Collins and Spencer Renew, um, obviously starting is going to be massive for the Roosters. Um, Lewis Murphy, he's only young. He's a winger from Wakefield. As you know, I follow the Super League quite a bit. I guess my biggest concern for players coming over from the Super League is half of them don't hack it and do their time and make it. Um, he's obviously going to have Dominic Young and Tupelo ahead of him. So he needs to bide his time or learn the game before he gets his crack and his opportunity. Ethan Roberts, no idea who he is. Blake Steep, no idea who he is. Xavier Bay, no idea who he is. And Alex Young, no idea who they are. And maybe this might be players. Obviously, Jeremy couldn't find information. Maybe players just promoted from their lower grades. Um, I believe they're called Roosters Juniors. It's a very rare thing, but they do have some. And obviously, Dominic Young coming over from the Knights. Um, 
who on his day can be one of the best wingers on his off day, which we saw after he signed this contract, he can find himself back in reserve grade. I was obviously playing some pretty consistent football for Newcastle at the back end of the year, but halfway through the year, I thought it was a good thing the Knights let him go. But look, um, huge gains. Obviously, the losses, I know we probably talked about the losses soon anyway, but it just shows that the Roosters actually do have a salary cap. Because if you look at what they're bought in, they're bought in two big name signings, but they've let go of quite a bit of experience there um, as well. When you look at like the Drew Hutchinsons and Turpin, I know Turpin really needed an opportunity there before. I know they're not a massive money to add all those players up. Um, and obviously, the benefits and the third party deals they would have got would be huge for the Roosters to bring those other players. Yep, no, I, I, I agree. It's for once, they're probably not the club with the microscope on them, but then you look at their lineup, uh, as I've done recently, and even the players that don't make it uh, the starting of this year round one side is going to be eye-opening. And some of the players that are going to have turn up in their New South Wales Cup side is quite scary. Like Jez mentioned the back line, there's going to be at least one big name that misses out um, in, a, on a, in a spot for that. But then I'll also look at, the back row, the forward pack, it's ridiculous. There's going to be looking like the likes of someone like maybe Crichton or someone won't be having a, a, a spot on this side So or in this side. It's pretty sensational, to be honest. So um, I, I'm really looking forward to the Roosters this year. And I think the losses, again, like they've been really smart with their recruitment as well, the, the Roosters, like – they obviously needed probably that bit more spark in the back line. There was a lot of injuries, I think, last year, and now everyone's full strength. It doesn't look like it was probably as important as it is, but they obviously need to cover uh, Suali'i next year as well. So that's where Dom Young comes into play. They needed to get him now, otherwise miss out on him. And Lenny's been crying out for that starting spot. So if they can get that happening, um, really looking forward to seeing what he has in the starting spot. Jez, after your time to relax after some of those pronunciations do you have anything further to add um just on that back line and we're forgetting about connor watson i'm surprised like they re-signed him to 2025 after he blew his knee out now he he is someone that i am really excited to see come back but i can't see him getting into the team i don't know where he's going to fit uh is he going to play that 14 is he going to play hooker well we're going to have to wait and see that back line though i'm just looking at the roosters team Tupu Young, um, Tedesco, Manu, Suali'i, uh, Suali, sorry. And then you've got Kiri, Walker, Smith, like all these guys that are Smith. in some really good form. And Brilliant. you're right, how are they all going to fit into that team? You're going to have a bumper New South Wales Cup team for the Roosters as well. And hopefully that sparks them to really uh, fight for their positions. And we see the ones that really deserve it to be in there. And... I don't know. It could be a really big year for the Roosters as well, depending on injury. Yeah, let's break um, the recruitment. Again, I'm going a nine. I really like some of the additions, Adam. Yeah, I'm going to give it a nine. Um, look, I've only got the two players. Actually, I'm going to give it an eight and a half. I've never let a lot go of a lot of experience, and I know obviously they're strong on paper instead of getting some players drop out, but some of these young players come to you don't quite know what to expect from the fact they're promoted. By the looks of it, one, two, three, four players, they're top 30. Um, obviously not knowing what they achieved last year, but I know would have you get there. But come origin time and come injuries, they can be relying on some of those players. So some of the experience of that guy will give them an eight and a half. Yes. Yep. I've got a nine. I've got a nine. Some really good yeah. signings. Um, 
Yeah, positives. I think we've, we've spoken about a few already. Um, I think depth this year is, is normally one of Rooster's um, sort of weaknesses. I think this year it's probably a strength for him. They've got crazy amount of depths pretty much in every position covered uh, to, to start this year. So it's a pretty scary uh, feeling, especially considering last year their biggest downfall were so many injuries and suspensions, especially early on to the side and just sort of that's like catch up footy um, and their best footy a lot earlier than they probably would have planned to do. You know, they like to start slow and then build into the season, but they had to get the, the ball rolling a bit earlier or sooner than they, they would have liked. So um, that's my one. Anyone else got some more um, positives? Not really. I hate them. Can I give you the negatives? <laughs> no. I'm going to give you their biggest concern. And my biggest concern for the Roosters and where their season can derail um, is head knocks. It's as simple as that. Um, the old HIA could really screw over their season. You've got Tedesco, who still doesn't know how to pass the ball at whatever age he is and stand up at the same time. You've got Luke Keery, who's probably one major head knock away from retirement, medical retirement, and you've got Victor Radley in the same boat. Um, they've all had a lot of head knocks, and you've seen how big that can be and how quickly that can change a game. And in those physical games, those must-win games, where you know you, you want them to be firing, you need to make sure you keep those players on the field. And I guess history kind of proves that it's a big chance of not happening. So that could be the biggest downfall for the Roosters this year. Mine's in a, a similar sort of vein around the head space, but it's how they lose their head. So the tempers get the better of most of these Roosters players and they give away those silly penalties. They they give away just a lot of um, field position through that and then on the back end of that is the suspensions. So you've got guys that are quite hot-headed and if they can't control that, they're going to spend more time off the field and they're going to lose more games because of it. Victor Radley. Um, is one that just loses his head for absolutely no reason. He might get picked on a little bit by the referees for it, but him, Jared Weir, Hargraves, like those guys, they they can let their tempers get the better of them. And that kind of filtered through the forward pack a little bit as well with Crichton and um, I think Collins was the only one that didn't uh, didn't fall sucker to to the rage. So if they can harness that, if they can control that, they could be really, really good. But I think that's that's a massive downfall for the Roosters, especially last year when they had the injuries, when they had the people out, they were just giving away really silly penalties because they were getting just too caught up in uh, that, that anger that was within it. So, yeah. No, I, I do agree with that. And I think another one you can – and uh, including that is probably Brendan Smith to a certain extent. Um, yeah. Sort of seen the best and worst of him in patches last year. I, I felt like – Paul Brandon Smith, I think we're going to see the best of him this year. I think towards the back end of last year, we started to see some of his better footy. He obviously had a pretty disrupted year last year. A lot of rumours around about him as well, which um, came with the territory of moving into Sydney, unfortunately. But um, we're not we're not too 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 sure what to believe when all that sort of stuff came out. But looking forward to seeing him. Um, the Roosters need him to to be at his best. If they're to win this competition or, or go close to it. They needed a dominant hooker to, to do what he does best, really. So, I think one thing we're kind of forgetting about Brendan last season, not only the pressure that come with it and all this disposable income he had of his, you know, living in the Sydney lifestyle adapt to as well, but he was conditioned at Melbourne to be half a hooker, half a front rower, half a lock. And I know that's three halves, so I'll say a third of it, whatever. But 
I kind of chucked in the lock one last minute, but his body wasn't conditioned to what the Roosters wanted him to do last year, which was to play big minutes at nine. So if they are going to expect him to play the big minutes at nine, they're big focused on conditioning in the off-season. Obviously, we're in pre-season now, we're only four weeks away from trials, three weeks, three and a half weeks, is he needs to be adapted to playing 80 minutes, which is what they want. So we don't know how they're going to use Connor Watson because, yeah, the expectation of what they had him last year was a bit tough on Brendan as well. I reckon they'll want a 60 minutes out of him. I reckon what we'll end up seeing, um, I think we'll see kind of Watson play about 20 minutes at nine uh, and be that sort of spark off the bench if it's needed. Um, I, I reckon you're right there about, I, I feel like they'll stop with this whole putting Brandon Smith into the forwards. They, won't, they don't need it this year. Their, their forward pack no. is ridiculous as it is. They don't need extra forwards. Like if they were depleted, I could understand it, but Full strength at the start of the season, especially. He just needs to focus on the nine position, and that's it. I agree. Uh, what's it, what's our finishing position, Jez? Uh, you can start us off with this one. What's the bracket? Um, fifth to eighth, around that that back end. I reckon they're going to sneak in. Adam, I've got a fifth to eight, but I will also say I've got a big chance of winning the comp if they can put it all together. Um, you know, I had him a couple of years ago as my expectation to win the and even last year. But they just haven't found that balance with the players there. The only reason I've got him fifth to eighth and not first to four is because, like I stated earlier, I think they could lose some of those close games due to the head knocks and, as Jeremy said, they're losing their head. So, um, but they could be one of the first teams, obviously, to win the conference outside the top four. I'm predicting that as a bold statement. Ooh, I like that. Oh, hang on. We might have to get some of those bold statements in a few weeks. Um, I've got them first to fourth, and right now, if I had to give someone my premiers, I'd be saying the Sydney Roosters. So uh, I am very, very high on the Roosters' chances this year. Next team, um, not as exciting, I feel like, this year, but uh, there is some talking points here. Uh, the Canberra Raiders, and it just looks it looks really clear. This one's a really good one, um, Jez. So, uh, well done, the S's, producer. The S's are Again, from the S's. The S's are going to kill you. <laughs> the S's are going to kill you, but the rest of it is really nicely done. So real credit. And to the YouTube viewers, you, you should come back now. It's it looking really good again. <laughs> Adam, can you please well, go you through your favourite coaches, gains we'll and losses? All right. Yeah, Zach that'd Hosking. be good as well, mate. I'm trying. I'm trying. Zach Hosking from Penrith. Uh, Simi Sasagi from the Knights. Sasagi. Morgan Smithers, Smithers from Wigan. <laughs> and KO Weeks from the Seagulls. Uh, the losses, Jared Croker to retirement. Go Matt on. Off, off, to, off to the Super League with Leeds. Great signing for the Leeds Rhinos. Brad Schneider, the Penrith. Harley Smith-Shields, the Titans. That one still annoys me. Semi Valemi. Is that his name? Valemi. I know, I know. Oh, I just rolled yeah. off the tongue perfect. Semi Valenti. Semi Valenti to the Cowboys and Jack Blyton to the Rabbitohs. Um, yeah. What? Um, what was wrong with that last one? I got it, nailed it. Yeah, no, you did a really good job with this. I think you should do these to the rest of the ones we have to do for yep. throughout the next couple of weeks. Um, look, there's no oh, doubt about it. dining's that... in there. Like for, I know there are yeah. only, some of them are very short. Contracts, but there's a couple of a couple of good re-signings. They've put in Corey Hallsborough to 2027. Big. So that's Hallsborough's nice. a big um, one. Sebastian Chris is obviously is high up on Ricky's list, so 
They've yep. extended him for a, a quite some time as well. Hudson Young as well is very, very handy. Uh, he's through to, all three of those players year. are through to 2027. I think that'll be this will be Rapana's last year. I think he's actually come out and said that already as well. So yep. um, a swan song, see if he can make. They've got some good young players this year coming through the Raiders, which obviously don't appear up on the gains and losses list, but there is some good young talent coming through, even though I do, and I'll get into it, I think it'll be a tough year for the Raiders. Zach Hosking is a really good signing. I really like that signing for the Raiders. I think that – but when you look at signings, I look at how they fit into a team, and I think Zach Hosking will fit into this side um, more so next year. But, again, they needed to get him this year because uh, I think off contract this year is Whitehead. I don't think he'll get um, extended. I think he'll end up going back over to Super League and obviously maybe a bit of homesickness, et cetera. So they look to leave uh, – to move him back home and – Straight away, Hosking comes straight into that starting side. I don't know much about Sasagi, so Jez can say a bit more about him if he wants to. But Kyo Weeks will have the the starting six spot um, to start the year and basically can cement that if it's basically his jersey to lose, in other words. So he could be a good signing. Um, I don't know. There was always talk with him at Manly, and every time Turbo got injured, they always used to just put someone else at fullback instead of him when – it just seemed like an easy straight swap. So maybe there's something behind the scenes that none of us know about why he wasn't getting starts when he should have at Manly. But if he's as good as what the talk is, he he will be a decent option at five eight. But obviously, no Jack White. He's a fullback. Yeah. Like he's, um, Simi he's Sazagi. He 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 will play a role. Like he he won't let you down. Um, he wasn't someone that was breaking the door down, but he also when he got his chance he. Didn't really miss many tackles. He 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 can play a pretty good role. Guess so whether or not it's a massive signing for the Raiders, but it might just be game time for him, so he can actually prove that he is a first grader. They obviously they obviously didn't want someone who was going to break the door down. They would have chased Matt Lodge, but um, look, <laughs> their games. Zach Zach Hoskins. Um, look, I know Zach can play locally and stuff. I love. <laughs> I love what? the fact that the League of Inches family is extending rapidly at the moment. Our growth is phenomenal, and I thank everyone for it. You have seeming to do whatever you can the last <laughs> few weeks to get a shutdown. Can you, like, can you calm down? Because we really need this this year. The, proof, the proof's oh. in the pudding. The proof's in the pudding. He was charged for it, okay? You can't deny. You can't deny facts. Yeah. I'm spitting facts. Now I'll spit some more facts. Zach Hosking, um, you've nailed that one, Joel. Uh, I mean, I've got a lot of time for him, player and a bit of a journeyman and another player that wasn't given an opportunity at Newcastle when he probably should have been. But I think he kind of overachieved in that Penrith team with what was around him last year. I think it's going to be a really tough year for Campbell's year, which we'll get to later as well. But we're not going to see the best football out of Zach. And as you see, he's probably going to spend most of his time on the bench with Whitehead there, obviously Hudson Young as well. I think around that origin time, he might get a run of like, more minutes and see what he can do from there. Um, know nothing about Sasagi. Um, he couldn't break a lot of game time in a Newcastle team that was struggling for most of last season. So don't really see what he's going to do. Um, don't know the other guy from Wigan. Season before. Season before, was it? Yeah. Last year. They struggled halfway through last year. They only got good in that last 10 games. Um, 10 in a row, baby. Yeah, that was that was 10 in a row to save their season. They were done. Um, so And KO Weeks. <laughs> Look, we've all heard about KO Weeks and what he can do. Um, I believe he's better fullback. There were rumours he was obviously... Going to take that fullback jersey off Turbo when he first came to that never happened. I'll give you my prediction. He, not whether not whether they're going to finish. 
I'll give you my prediction on Canberra and this is how Canberra's going to go. By round 10 or 11, just like obviously before that transfer window shuts, if our team, Joel, isn't smart enough to give someone else a run that they've already believed to have signed, they'll be chasing all they can to save their season and getting down there this year because they have not got enough experience in the halves. So there's a lot of pressure going to be on... Who are you uh, talking about for those who don't know? Ethan Sanders from Parramatta. It's not a done deal yet. I'm hopefully he stays at Parramatta, but the rumour is he signed for Canberra. Um, they'll be chasing him halfway through the year because they need someone. They've got some good young players coming through, but they needed one more in this game, and that was a genuine 5-8 halfback because yep. there's a lot of pressure on the fog. Um, Jamal Fogarty, for those that know who the fog is, player that Parramatta missed out on. And he's obviously – he was great last year. I thought he was wonderful for him, but – Taking away Jack White, and I don't know how he's going to handle the pressure of being the only half. So they needed some more in that games to make up for those big losses. Yeah. No, I, I do agree I think, with that. Um, I think Fogarty, every time he played, that's when Canberra looked dangerous. Mm-hmm. So there was a couple of games there where he wasn't playing and they they had nothing in attack. But then you put Jamal Fogarty back in there and they were just so well organised and they could play some, you know, the term heads up footy. That's what he does. So that's what he brought to that Raiders team. I I, I highly rate Jamal Fogarty. Yeah. They need an organiser because the thing is, and, and we can discuss it in a second, but they're going to have a lot of kids this year. There's going to be a lot, of, especially in the back line, there's going to be a lot of young talent that's either debuting or only five to ten games into their NRL career. So they'll need that steadying hand in the house to sort of guide, not just the forward pack, but this back line around, uh, around the park as well. So, with that, that, that's who they have there with Fogarty. He, he will be able to do that. And he has a good kicking game. That's one thing that he does have is a, is a massive boot and can get him into corners, et cetera. So that's definitely a shine. Like they just need him to stay on the uh, field. He needs to play majority, if not all, games next year for the Raiders to be any hope of avoiding a bottom four finish. Um, what's the finish position before we get too much more into the Raiders, boys? Um, I'll go through the losses. Not finishing, the, the recruitment one, rating. Through the losses before we get the thing. The biggest thing here when you look at their losses is depth. They've lost three, like, halves. They've lost mm. Frawley, Snyder, and Whiten and brought in a player from the games, a man that we've never seen play 5-8 in the top grade. So, you know, it's just some dumb recruitment. We haven't rated their recruitment yet, but I'm going to – you've almost forgot it. I'm going to rate their recruitment and give it about a four and a half because you've got to counteract what you've lost. When you bring it, I know we can talk about rebuilding as you've got some good young kids coming through, but losing someone like Jack Whiten, I know he wants to go the same year you've lost, you know, someone like Jared Croak, who's played over 300 games, is this very dumb organization by the club because you needed one of those players there to help bring these kids through, and that's where they've gone wrong. Like, you know, you bring through players like Ethan Strange, who's going to be a freak. Um, I've forgotten his name. Clydesdale that played the big front rower. I remember his first name that played in the New South Wales. He'll come into first grade this year as well. Like I said, they've got some good young players coming through, but they need some more experience to keep there to keep those players obviously shining. Rebuilding year. Yeah. Four and a half. Yeah. I think it's going to be a couple yes. of rebuilding years based on this and based on the, the youth that's at the Raiders. I've given them a four for something similar, Adam, just around – they're not replacing the people that they've lost in those pivotal positions and who's, you know, they, they need someone to lead that team around. It's going to fall on the shoulders of one bloke. That's that, I just don't know how that's going to go. I'll go five, but I think they get an extra half for me just because of the 
I guess what we've been hearing about weeks for some time, I'm just hoping that we do get to see that because if we do see that sort of player, then it's a good signing. But that's a big if. Like We've seen clubs do this in the past, sign some of these young talent. has a lot of writing about him, but for some reason, why would that club let him go beforehand? So there's a little bit of murky waters there, but I'll, I'll go a five. Um, the positives for the Raiders, I guess we've already spoken about it, I think just their young talent. And we've seen a lot the last probably – I think it's been about two years now. There's been a shift in the NRL where the young guy, young guns come through for teams. They sort of show no fear, and they just show some real enthusiasm um, to apply their trade, what position, whatever their position is. So I think that could be a good thing for the Raiders. They'll be able to come in and um, do the right thing there. What about you, boys? They've signed Corey Holsborough to 27. <laughs> I like that. Sebastian Chris, I think he... He was someone that had a, a very up and down year. Um, I know the the game that they played at Newcastle when he had the ball, he looked really dangerous. So I think if they can try and build around him a little bit more, they that could be an option for points. But yeah, I, I like Hudson Young until twenty seven and Tom Starling as well. They're two really good players that um, you know obviously went through the Knights system as well. So it's nice that they're they're locking those guys in and trying to build around them as well. I'll, I'll touch similar. They are building for their future. I guess one of the biggest problems being a Raiders fan, I'm not a Raiders fan, but if I was a Raiders fan, is their coach isn't exactly a player who likes to build for the future. And when the going gets tough, Ricky gets going. So I guess they need to I stick like out that. this plan. Once again, it's a truth. It's the truth. He had this big rebuild plan at several there's clubs. A, there's now. your sound bite for this week, Joe. Yeah. 100%. They've got all these good young players coming through, um, which I touched on before, and they obviously are building for it if you look at some of those re-signings and what they've brought in. But he's got to stick it out, and Canberra fans need to accept that it's probably going to be a tough couple of years for them, which... If we're going to that part now, I'll say I've got them finishing 13th to 17th this year. So they need to stick with that and not be calling for that head, his head and put pressure on him to walk because he will walk and they don't need that. They don't need they need the coach to stick around and obviously build these players through and some of these other off-contract players at the end of the year probably stick around as well. Like someone like Elliot Whitehead, I know you see him might go home, but stick around and obviously help nurture these younger players because they've lost a lot of experience. Yeah, no, they are losing a lot, and that is the concern just of what they've lost. And that what they've got coming through is obviously we're all we've all seen it and heard about it. There is some quality coming through, and if they can get Sanders as well, that's another quality, quality, quality young player coming through. But you need to be patient. Like, as if I was a Raiders fan, you just really need to be patient with this group coming through and don't put too much pressure on them. Like, it could be a tough year, it probably will be more than likely be a tougher year this year. I think they overachieved somewhat last year, so that sort of didn't help uh, what was going on. Maybe probably pushed their, didn't push their hand as much as they probably should have with some of these replacements, but I've got them 13th to 17th as well. Jez? Yep, 13 to 17. Just just quickly on that Sanders one, um, without turning to Paramount podcast, if I'm his manager, I know what I said earlier, but if I'm his manager, seeing the year that we think Canberra will have, I'm sitting back and saying, Ethan, stick it out at Parramatta. Don't announce anything yet. If Parramatta get a couple of injuries, hope they don't in the halves, there's a fair chance he's going to obviously let his market go up. Then going to Canberra, 
and potentially taking some absolute hidings and having a lot of pressure put on him when he comes in the halves. So although I predicted it, if they play it smart, I don't think he will end up there throughout the year. Man- managers don't care about that. They just see the dollar signs. They just Correct. Send them his, do- his dollar sign will majorly drop if he goes down this year as opposed to building up and obviously re-signing someone else or picking a out the year after. True, true. All right, let's get on to another team that's probably a bit more exciting. Oh, well, <laughs> it's the West Tigers. Uh, I laugh, but there's a bit more respect starting to come on to, to the West Tigers name. They've, I feel like this last couple of weeks in this off-season or pre-season, um, wherever we're up to, oh, where's it gone? It's, it's, it's fixing finished. it. It's, it's getting to him that much. He's trying to fix it. Well, I can't help it. Jeremy, Jeremy's also going to, as he's fixing it, he's going to announce these first four names in the games as well. Because I just looked at him. I am glad I am not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> I will. We're back to Jez. Happily. Happily. So, we go, before, before I can't have that S down for the next two. That was we ridiculous. <laughs> we don't we don't need the slides to do this. I'll run through this with Joel or Jeremy doing it. Do we know who the Tigers five captains are this year? <laughs> No, I, I believe that Benji's realised he's the best option for that, so he's named himself captain, captain coach, coach, CEO, captain um, water boy, whatever else you want. He's oh, there we go, guys. Look, this is what we do, League of Inches on the run. If it's not what we like, it we will fix it. Like we've just told Adam to get closer to the mic because his sound was shit. So if we don't like it on the run, we will fix it, and our producer fixes it. So Jez. Kudos to you, and as a reward, you can let us know the gains and losses for the West Tigers. I thought you were going to let me off the hook. <laughs> All right, I just let's love go. this. West Tigers. We've got Solomon Alamalo. I think I've nailed that one. And then Sol- Solomon No. Solomon No. Slow-lo. Slow-lo. Fartapi? And I believe these might be those wonderful recruitments from either Fiji or someone around there. So that might be exciting. Now, so Ala, Alamalo is from Rugby, Rugby Sevens, I'm pretty sure. So he's actually, there's a yeah, lot of hype about him. They reckon if, yeah, if Novaluma <laughs> ends up leaving, he'll be a winger. Right. Um, Latu Fianu, Fianu from the Seagulls. If you get that one right, you can um, get the next one right. Oh, <laughs> Samuela Fianu uh, from the Seagulls. Just, just, Justin Olman. <laughs> Justin Olam from the Storm. Aiden Cesar, Aiden Caesar from Leeds, and Jaden Sullivan from the Dragons. So, not some like some pretty good gains there for the West Tigers. Definitely massive snatching Justin Olam only recently. Uh, but I also like that Aiden Caesar's made his way back into the NRL and Jaden Sullivan. I think that might be exciting for him. Whether or not he plays a lot of game time, but I think that's going to be exciting for him. The losses, you've got got to move my light. Sean Blaw, what a cool last name. He's off to the storm. Uh, Luke Brooks, finally. He's getting out of there. He's getting out of the Tigers. Now he's they taken, can't blame him anymore. He's taken his barbecue and he's headed to the Seagulls. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if he's oh, had a cook for the, uh, the Manly time. Boys. Ken Highland no, Rumor is still at the Four stadium. Pines Brewery. Yeah, there's actually, the Four Pines there's actually Brewery a rumor. right near the stadium. Take your Weber. You'll be Luke, fine. Luke Brooks was pretty close to signing for the Dragons, but they have a no barbecue policy now, and he didn't want to leave his special <laughs> barbecue. <before. laughs> 
Oh, honestly, yeah. That was, that was good. <laughs> There's another clip. Um, 55 minutes. Write that one down. Uh, Atasi James for the Seagulls. Dane Laurie off to the Panthers. Ken Mamalo to the Titans. Joe Offahengawi, which I love hearing the Triple M call. Uh, when Joe Offerhengawi was on the ball, he's off to the Eels. There you go, boys. You've you've picked one up finally. He came halfway through last year. <laughs> Did his calf in this game? <laughs> oh right. <laughs> what a wonderful signing for the Parramatta Sorry. Eels. Uh, Tommy Talu off to uh, the Seagulls. Brandon Wakeham again to the Seagulls. So lots of swapping in between we, the Manly Seagulls and the West Tigers. Can we just highlight quickly before we get into the games. What are the Manly Seagulls thinking? Like, what are, like, what are they actually Poaching thinking? Poaching from the Tigers. <laughs> their recruitment is to <laughs> take four players from the team who cheap. come last They've last got to be cheap. Year. But four players who come last. Like, look, I want to do the loss. I think Luke Brooks would be good to see him go across. I think he'll actually go really well with no pressure on him playing with Cherry Evans. Um, I think it's exactly what Manly need. We're not talking about Manly, but I don't know this TC. Atasi James, fireworks are going off. <laughs> but Brendan Wakeham, yeah. obviously a fringe first grader going to see. He's obviously going to be a backup like he was last year to Luke Brooks anyway. And then Tommy Talao, well, obviously Jess is more of a Northern Beaches girl, so he had to get, had to get him away from Leichhardt <laughs> and his, his flame with his new relationship. But some oh. of those signings are just for the Seagulls. Anyway, back to the Tigers. Good for the Tigers to get rid of some of the dead. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think it's a bit of fresh air. They've got to be cheap. That's why. Yeah, must be. Uh, Some exciting uh, resigns. Like the signing. Yeah, yeah, Buller. Um, Buller, massive signing to twenty-seven. That's great. Uh, Coruscant to twenty-six. Dewey only got one extra year. Yeah, what was that? You've got to, you've got to adjust, Dewey. Remember when he was kicking the goal? That was a very funny mm. video. Um, Charlie mm. Staines twenty-five. Stafford Toa. 26, Alex 12 to 27. So some nice re-signs there. Haven't they just lost? I don't think he's going this year, but haven't they just lost that other winger, Junior Tapu, or whatever his name is? Isn't he going to? Yeah, he's going to Dolphins. There you go. Next so that's year. a mass, massive loss for him because they, as you said, obviously some of the young players they had coming through on the re-signings they've made, Buller, and if they would have kept him, would have been pretty exciting for the Tigers fans. So, well, they can't go any worse, let's be honest. But... <laughs> As for the gains, look, Aiden Caesar, I think he's going to be more of a backup. I believe Sullivan's a big chance there of obviously getting a start. Uh, I know someone said he might play much game time, but rumour has he's a big chance of obviously getting a start for the Tigers, which... He one... has to get game time. He's signed there for 650000 a year. So, yeah, I mean, Dan Sullivan yeah. will be first choice in the house. I think he'll be 5'8". Caesar will be half back to have some big, experience. Big career move for him going from the 16th place team last year to the 17th, but Obviously, there was something not right quite there at St. George last year with the whole Ben Hunt situation as well, I believe. But, yeah. look, Olam is great when he pulls off a big shot and can do some wonderful things in attack. I liked him at the start of last year. He seemed to adapt his game a little bit, um, brought a bit of kicking into his game and just trying to run over the top of players. But defensively, he got exposed massively in a Melbourne, pretty strong Melbourne Storm team. So going into a week as Tigers team. Hey. That's why he got dropped. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, and, yeah, exactly right. And look, I know Melbourne, obviously, as we know, they do have a salary cap now. They didn't for quite a while. But Craig Bellamy doesn't let go of quality players if he really wants to keep them. 
And for him to drop Olin and be happy to trade him, um, I'd be a little bit worried about that if I was a Tigers fan. Oh, yeah. I I agree, but I also think the Tigers aren't the Melbourne Storm and they're not anywhere near it, but they need to add some building blocks to get there. So I think this could be someone who has been around a system like uh, the Melbourne Storm, probably had one of his off years last year, both on and off the field, and has probably gone, you know what, give me a fresh start. Here's the Tigers and I can at least guide him through. Like he is now an experienced player, um, so that's what the Tigers need. They need some help in the back line, especially at centre, and he will help that out. And I just think he's is a good signing for the Tigers. Um, the Fainu brothers are a look to the future once again. So I like the fact that the Tigers are looking at that, getting some young playmakers in and building around them. They won't be rushing them um, in any any stage. I don't think. I don't think either of them may be a bench spot early on, but I don't see in anticipate them having too much of a role in first grade uh, this year. Um, but yeah, what, what's our recruitment rating for, for the West Tigers? I, I'm actually going to, I know there's a lot of hate normally for the West Tigers. I'm actually going to say this one's a, a seven. I'm going to give West Tigers a seven. It's not over the top. It's not you know, massive names, that, but I just think it's some smart recruitment, which we can't say about the Tigers for a few years now. Yep. I'm going to go, I'm going to go a seven as well. But I think it's more because I'm just excited for Luke Brooks to get out of there. Like I, I just <laughs> want him escaped. to actually He's feel off the seem bus. like, yeah, seem like he can enjoy his. He's footy. the last one. <laughs> yeah. He is. Um, He's the last one. But also, remember the big four. The big four. They're all going to leave. Yeah. Moses, Woods, Tedesco, and Brooks. And poor Brooksy, he must have got stuck in the back corner of that bus. He thought it was cool to sit in the back seat. And every time that door opened, he mustn't have made it in time because he just could not get off. Ivan said, get off the bus, and he's been trying. He couldn't do it. Even Ivan got off the bus before him. Well, he's off now. He's off now. And the re-signing of Buller uh, to 27, I think, is huge for the Tigers. So that's why they got a seven. I'm giving him a five. Um, just the fact that it's similar to Canberra, what they've let go of opposed to what they've bought in. You know, you look at their starting halves that started last year. I believe it was Brooks and Laurie. Um, for a while there, it was Brooks and Wakeham. The fact they've let go of Brooks, Wakeham, and Laurie in the same year um, doesn't make a lot of sense to me. And look, obviously heads have got a role when your team comes 17th and you get the wooden spoon by quite a long way. And some of the hidings they caught last year obviously weren't good enough. But I would have been keeping one of those players around to try and build your halves combination. We know that obviously next year Luai is going to come in, but you probably nailed on the head. It's probably going to be Sullivan and Caesar as the halves. And they've also, not on the list, but... Will Smith was there as well. Um, he's gone as well. So keep he my wife's him. name out. <laughs> yeah. uh, different Will Smith. He's um. <laughs> we could say he's retired, but he'll be lining up for the West Newcastle Maggots, um, also known as the Roselles, <laughs> in the twenty twenty four season. Uh, so he um, where he's from, he's a junior. But yeah, I've been actually seeing him around lately. Quite yeah, a bit. He's probably back living in Toronto, to be honest. I think that's where he mm. a lot of his time. So, but. He, like I said, that's their fourth choice half. So they've essentially lost their four first choice halves from last year. I believe Dewey will play 5-8 with Sullivan at halfback. Um, Sears will be a backup. I think that's where Dewey's got to be. He's got a awesome kicking game. If Dewey, he gets back. Dewey's not playing. Dewey won't be back for at least halfway through the year. Is that he's how bad it was? I knew his, it was bad, yeah, but 
Okay, well, I'll say this. I'll say when Dewey gets back, he'll come into the halves <laughs> um, with Sullivan, obviously paving the way. But it doesn't really matter who plays five eight because Luai will be in the halves year after anyway. And they won't. And as you said, they'll have Luai playing by about round seven, won't they? So big chance, big chance. So Caesar will only get a couple of games at the start, <laughs> yeah, you know. and then back to Super League. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, he, made, the, he made it the, out. He made it out. The positives for the West Tigers, I said it at the start of um, the opening for, for the West Tigers. I just think the fact that it feels like as a club as a whole, they're starting to make the right moves from right at the top all the way down here to, to the players and, and so forth. I feel like that needed to be a fresh start. This year needed to be the, the line in the sand. They've done that. They've got some of the right moves in players. I think Benji... I didn't like the whole we'll have Sheens in there for the first years and then Benji didn't really have much experience. It's either throw him into the deep end and let him swim, uh, see if he can swim, or don't do it at all because it was not going to work. So he's in there now. He's got a chance. There's a lot of good talk around what Benji's doing at the Tigers. So hope for the Tigers' sake because, look, I am to be honest, I'm actually over and being at the bottom and being the laugh stock. I actually want to see the Tigers a bit more successful, win a few more games. I think the, the uh, league's better for it uh, when there's a strong West Tigers side running around. I know the likes of like Parramatta, et cetera, when we get to have those big games, it's a lot better when the Tigers are actually doing well. Um, but, yeah, positive for mine, just the club as a whole feels like it's a, a fresh start. Um, some some decent players coming through, some good young players coming through. Like Bull is a star. He's an out-and-out star of the future. And the fact that they've got him there at fullback, he's just one that they can build with. And then if he can build a combination with Coruscant next year or if it's maybe sometime this year, um, Luai as well, then there's just some stepping stones uh, working well there for the Tigers. Yep, it's the old clean slate protocol. Start from the top, wipe everyone out, and it's only up from here. Well, Mr. Negative, I know you you like to just start at the concerns, so you can take over the concerns. Me? You're renowned for it now. Everyone just knows. I get messages about it now weekly after people listen to it, and they go, honestly, how Adam has said this and that, I'm having to go, like, Adam, I love you. And the fans are a bit split, I think. But you give us great feedback. But the simple fact is, it's the truth. Like, you can't shine shit, and they're going to be shit again. As much as, like like you said, I'd like the Tigers to go better. Um, I like a strong Tiger because I like beating a strong Tiger. Like, I like, like, I like beating a strong Newcastle. Um, it's You want one of your closest rivals. And like you said, we have some big games, obviously, against them. They seem to always turn up against us, no matter what, to be honest. We don't seem to blow them out too much, like we should, except for the opening of the stadium. But... Oh, they've been disappointing for so long. I'll give the positive. I'll say something positive for those three Tigers fans listening oh. that haven't given up on their team. <laughs> the youth. The doing? youth coming through. Um, I'm excited by Bull. I'm excited what they're bringing through. And obviously some of the signings they've made, as you said, those familiar brothers and where these other rugby players are, they're obviously looking to the future. It, it probably is another rebuilding year. But if I'm a Tigers fan, I'd take a rebuilding year and accept that over a year of being cellar dwellers and getting beat by 70 points. Um, that's as simple as yeah. that. So that's probably as positive as I can be about them um, because besides Sullivan, I don't really think their signings are that wonderful. And like I said, they've screwed up a bit with their losses. Yeah, I, I, I think the concern is I love probably it. their halves. You can't shine. <laughs> love it. <laughs> 
Yeah, do you have any other concerns for the Tigers? I want to try and be positive with the Tigers. So I don't want to say any. Any concerns? There's a few. One, Listen. is it true that they're only playing like one game out of Leichhardt this season? Like they're, they're stepping no, away No, they're trying the to take ground? more. No, they're trying to get more games to suburban. Yeah, there's like they've moved the, the, six and six. Good. They're moving the Parramatta one from um, Combank, which would normally be our home ground. Oh, so it's usually yeah. actual. I think it's yeah. Campbelltown now. So they're, they're actually trying to get more games to and but split it. I think what it is is I think either Leichhardt's been used more early on or something, and they're not getting the right time frames for it. And that's what people aren't happy with. I'm not, I have to double check. To be honest, I don't really read too much West Tigers news. Uh, for the last yeah. few years, but I, I remember seeing something. Can you be a bit more positive that, about so. the Tigers, Joel, and give some information? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll get better. Sorry, guys. Um, they have, they have split you... their games. It's six and six, and it kind of rotates Good. all over the place. Um, oh, sorry, they, they it's not just six need to play out of heart. They, they get they... a dwindle thousand um, every home yeah. game. You take that to Leichhardt, it packs it out. That's what makes rugby league rugby league. Yes, but part um, of the thing with the merger, Jeremy, is the other merge team has to get something out of it. and People seem to yeah. forget it's not the Balmain Tigers. West, besides that little logo we established on the thing, they get not allowed out of this besides providing a lot of money. So to have them at Campbelltown yeah. makes sense. They're taking a game to Tenworth. Um, they're, as usual, hosting a Queensland team at Magic Round, and the other games are split evenly besides that. Cool. Yeah. No, well done. Uh, what about our finishing position for the Tigers? I do think they'll improve, but I still think they'll finish in that 13th to 17th bracket. <laughs> so probably 13th, uh, I'll, I'll say. Adam, I know you, what, what you're about to say. You, you said shit can't, you can't polish a shit. So what, 17th? Yeah, look, I think. Stop it. They'll be, <laughs> they'll be, they'll be in a few more games. Um, they actually started showing a bit of promise halfway through last year when Appy got back on the field and Appy got injured. And they actually started, and I thought Brooks actually started to find some pretty decent form. Um, obviously, when they smashed the Cowboys, oh, here we go. They could go on a bit of a run here. Um, I think Matt they got made the Matt, Matt made the <laughs> ridiculous. On oh, that was the Bulldogs. He made that statement about last year. They were going to come good, but I think yeah. I even said, "Look, the Tigers are on a bit of a charge." But then they went back to being the Tigers. So, um, yeah, thirteenth or seventeenth as well. But same as you, I think they'll show some improvement. Yes, thirteen seventeen. It's where they're going to be. Last last one for the episode. The Gold Coast Titans. Um, I'm really um, keen to see the Titans this year. So the Gaines, Keenan Palacio from the Broncos, uh, who is pictured for, for the YouTube viewers, um, came over. He, he did a, he did his job for the Broncos. I actually thought he was quite good off the bench last year for the Broncos. So it's a, a quite a nice signing that Jeez, has gone skinny. pretty much unnoticed. He is very skinny. He's got the Dom Young diet. So uh, <laughs> Harley Smith-Shields from the Raiders, which Adam doesn't want to talk about. He's still a bit annoyed from a Parramatta point of view, I think he's trying to say there. So the losses, Aaron Booth has retired. Oh, Boothy. Uh, we'll try and get him on the podcast. He's a good bloke, Boothy. Patrick Herbert released. So I don't know where he's ended up. Let's just keep an eye on Herbert's career. Uh, Cruz Lemming uh, to Wigan. Remember that? Just off top, remember Lemmings, the game? I remember as a school kid, that used to be the best game, playing the, the computer, the school computer, little men. The one where you used to just like on. send them off the cliff? Yeah, and you had the, like the parachutes and stuff. Bring it back. If anyone out there knows how you can play Lemmings, shoot the page a message because I'm all over that. Sam McIntyre, um, actually, just personally, Sam McIntyre pictured as well. 
I haven't given you credit for this yet. I love how you've made it black and white for the departing player for each one. <laughs> it's just great it's, touch. It's I love sad. it. Oh, They're leaving. It's like an in memoriam. <laughs> That's oh. what you get from that is beautiful. Um, Thomas McKelly, who we spoke about last year, has been at, I think it was seven oh, clubs in six years or something. <laughs> He's gone to the Cowboys. And Toby Sexton was a mid-year recruit for the Bulldogs last year. Uh, the re-signing list, there's quite a few, and I know Jez loves going through the, this re-signing list. Tanner Boyd for till 2025, Jaden Campbell, 2026, Tino Fasto Malawi, 2033, which is huge. It's just crazy. <laughs> but just well stupid. done for the Tinos. Yeah, David Fafita, 2026, and Fodawaker, 2027. There's a lot. They've done a lot of work here. Brian Kelly, 2026. Um, AKP 2026 and Sam Verrill's 2026. So a lot of things are happening in 2026 for the, the Titans. Um, off contract this year is clear and foreign, which will probably be a retirement, I'd, I'd suggest. One that would be one to look out for, I think, is Thomas Weaver, who is at the moment second-string halfback. I reckon that'll change quite quickly this year. I think he'll become first-string um, by the end of the year. And if they don't move on him quickly, I think there'll be some clubs out there that will be looking for... Thomas Weaver to be their seven. What do you think of the gains and losses in your um, ratings for the recruitment boys? Mm. Yes. I don't know. I don't know too much about the two. Uh, Adam seems to be holding on to something about Smith Shields, which I'm really excited to learn about. Smith Shields was very much rumored to become the Parramatta and he's pretty explosive center. Um, He could have provided that X factor that we needed, but um, we tried to sign him at the back end of last year when we still could, and the club rejected it, which was just absolutely stupid for a club not listening to obviously what the coach wanted, and the coach had a lot of time for him, and I think Bailey Simons also gave him a massive, massive review, which is quite good when he probably would have actually taken his spot at the time. But... (laughs) The fact he's gone to the Titans is a good signing for them. Um, I don't know what happened with him and Ricky down in Canberra, but the fact he wasn't getting game time was a bit silly. You go watch his highlights package, Jeremy. He'll be very impressed. He's got some pretty good hits out there on YouTube. His YouTube hits that good. The Newcastle Jets would consider signing him. So those who don't get soccer references, the Jets are known for signing players on YouTube packages. Um, <laughs> yeah, obviously, as Joel said, did the job at the Broncos. Look, I'll go through their losses um, while we're at it in games because – one of them I'm disappointed with is Cruz Lemmy. Um, being a Leeds Rhinos fan, a Super League fan, Cruz is one of the best, well, he was the best hooker across there in the Super League. Um, when he came across, I was pretty excited and just made the dumb choice to go to a club who didn't know how to use him and didn't really need him. Um, obviously, they had other players there as well, but he was never really given opportunity and he lasted a year. I actually had a chat with him at the Magic Round last year. He's one of the nicest blokes as well. And now he's gone back to the Super League and not gone back to Leeds. is absolutely shattering. But like we loaned him out here. They've got, um, those don't realise they've got transfer fees when they come across to the Super League. So the Gold Coast had to play that transfer fee to Leeds, which meant he could go back to Wigan. So he pretty much come across for a holiday year. Didn't play a lot of footy. But Herbert left early in the year. Sexton left halfway through last year. Um, like you said, Thomas McCarley or whatever, he's a bit of a journeyman now, popping around as well. So... It really isn't much. Besides bringing in Harley Shields, I can't really give them too much of a rating. I'm going to give them about a six uh, because, like, you look at their re-signs, they've probably done a fair bit of work there. Yeah. Yes. 
Yeah, I've gone a – it was a five and a half, but it might be a six purely just on the re-signings. But signing Tino Fasua Malaui until 2033 I think is ludicrous. It's a Buddy Franklin contract. Why. Yeah, yeah. Um, biggest risk you'll ever take. about locking a bloke in, but that's – That's the Dolphins that's effect. There. It's yeah. a Dolphins effect, but it's also like – you look at injuries and if something forced him into retirement, it doesn't come out of their cap because he'll get medically retired. It's if his form drops in. Look, contracts mean nothing anyway these days. Mm. I guess the biggest risk, they take, biggest risk they take is if he, his form drops, they want to get rid of him. They're stuck paying a large yeah. chunk of his contract. And Jesus, I'd hate to see what the back-end deal would be on a 10-year contract. <laughs> I'll go six and a half as well for mine. But for just on the, the Tino thing, the other thing that worries me and I think we've mentioned it last year a, a few times, is signing forwards to these massive contracts because as we've seen now with Jason Tamalola, who is the shadow of the player he was when he first signed that massive deal for the Cowboys, yes, it, it seems great on paper in the fans because at the moment Tino's in his prime going, yet yeah, beautiful, I love this signing, but who's to say in four years after he's been taking hit up after hit up, getting bashed at club level, origin level, and rep footy level um, year in, year out, he's not going to be the same player. Like, it is so hard to be a forward and play for as long. That's why the likes of WebKey, 7 7 that are uh, looked at as the best of all time because they did it for so long. But so many forwards these days, they just can't get through the work year in, year out. So on th- in theory, on paper, fantastic signing for the Titans. Love it. But it's a, it comes with risk because that would be on big money as well. That would be nearing a million dollars, I dare say, uh, each year. So it's dangerous territory. I personally think not having a go at Tino at all, I think he's one of the best play, best forwards in the competition. Just with what we've seen in the past, it just comes with a lot of dangerous territory that I know the times they probably needed to make those sorts of risks because they needed to make sure Tino and Fafita stay there um, for as long as possible. But they... Yeah, in saying that, in terms of the the recruitment side of things and the players, I actually really like the Titans this year. I, I like what they've got, but it's more so to do with what they've already got there and looking like they're starting to work out their team a bit more. Like we, we talk about the Tigers and the like earlier about sort of finding an identity. I feel like the Titans are doing that this year as well. They're starting to see how they want to play and maybe, as Adam said, like uh, Cruz Lemming wasn't sort of fitting into to that but maybe they now know, like, they've got Sam Verrills there. They know how they're going to play from dummy half. The one that I'm really interested to see is Jaden Campbell's year this year. I think he could be a really, really good player. Um, sorry, I had another one that at, uh, Parramatta apparently we're looking for. Uh, no, I don't at, want at him. He's a guy. Just hope he keeps um, his knees to himself. <laughs> but there, there is, like, Titans, again, if you look at their back line, that is a, quite a good back line as well, but... Um, and Des Hasler, the, the interesting thing, and I guess a positive, and I feel like a concern at the same time is Des Hasler. It's a positive because Des Hasler, we all know what he's like, but it's also for mine a slight concern because I don't know if the Titans and Des Hasler will match and the style that Des will want to play if the Titans players can adapt quick enough to make themselves competitive when they need to be. Because don't get, don't get us wrong, the Titans are in a pressure situation here with Dolphins now coming on board and looking like they're going to have quite a good year this year. What's there? The Titans What's the need to... numbers at? Do we know where the Gold Coast Titans numbers are? Because my biggest criticism of oh, the Gold Coast sure. is, like you said, they need to obviously build. And I'll give you my Hasler thoughts quickly. 
as the one he went to the Bulldogs was a shadow of the coach. He isn't Manly. I feel like his heart's always going to be at Manly. It doesn't matter where he coaches. He's never going to have that passion for it. But you're right. They need someone who's going to come in and create that culture and be entertaining. Um, you've got some pretty flamboyant players in their back line that can throw the ball around, like you know, be exciting, like Jaden Campbell and Dave Fafita. Um, you know, and obviously the young one, I'm not going to say his name, is that Fiona Khan Pereira. I can say his last, can't say his first name. He was brilliant when he came in last year and obviously quick and young, exciting player. They need to have a style that makes people want to watch them so they can get people from the Gold Coast and that area behind them to get some big crowds there. As I said, they are now competing. They've always competed against the Broncos. Now, if I'm a Broncos fan when the Gold Coast, and living in the Gold Coast, let's say most people in the Gold Coast would have been Broncos fans when they come in. I wasn't jumping ship to the Gold Coast. I was staying with Brisbane. Brisbane were obviously having good times. Yeah. Now they're competing against the Dolphins as well, who would be cutting into some of their area. And we've seen what the Dolphins bandwagon's been like and the excitement around the Dolphins because they had that history and culture the Titans didn't have. My concern for them is that Hasler won't play that style of football that they need to be the entertainers. And they do need to be the entertainers if they are going to go anywhere this year. Yep. Yes. Yep. Um, I'm just excited to see how long Tino's uh, mullet will be by 2033. I think it might be down to his calves by then, how so many, that'll be how many, how many suspensions will be from him getting it pulled? <laughs> I understand signing and locking him in, uh, especially because like he is such a hit with the kids. He's, he's so good off the field and what he does off the field and how he interacts with fans. So I understand that as a marketing point of view. But as a like a rugby league fan, I, I feel a little bit robbed that we might not see Tino, apart from Origin, uh, in a different team playing with some better players. So it's a little bit greedy. I thought you were going to zing him then and say, besides the big games Origin, we're never going to see Tino play finals football again. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe. <laughs> uh, what about... Uh, uh, I also like that, that Chris Randall got re-signed because... That was that was a fun little swap deal that they did with the Knights, and it's nice that he got uh, a contract to twenty six. Leeds United Seagulls Junior. Yes. <laughs> What's our finishing positions here for the Titans? I'm actually putting him in the the ninth to twelfth bracket. I think they're going to there's going to be some improvement. Ninth ninth to twelfth. Well, thereabouts last year. I think that's kind of going to be their position for a while. Um, yeah. Looked upset us. They turned up for some games we thought they could have gone. I think they had Penrith pretty much beaten there for quite a while in one of those games and then just gave it up. So I've got them ninth for 12th as well. Yeah. Oh, he's going low. Uh, nah, no, nah, I'm going to go 9 to 12 as well. It's so close to being in that top eight and it just, I don't think, if they if they can find their style of footy that they want to play and stick to it as we as you two have touched on, they will they will make the top eight. But there's just sometimes where you watch the Titans play and it's just like they didn't show up. So if they can get rid of those two to three howlers that they have throughout the season where they get blowout scores put against them and then they have that knock-on effect for the following rounds, they might find themselves playing final footy. Yeah. No, that, that, mate, summarising that, you, you're going to be host next week. Um I, I love it. <laughs> I, I do agree there. I think the Titans are one of those teams this year to watch, and it's hard because I actually feel like most teams that finish in the bottom uh, eight or the bottom nine from last year have improved, have made some pretty 
smart signings and retention decisions um, for this year, which makes the competition exciting, which we will get to. Don't want to get to, into it too much, but boys, it's been a long one. Um, we had to we had to choose a week where we got through the five teams to just get on into to whack with the four coming up, and this is the one we chose. So I hope everyone does um, enjoy the, this episode. Again, uh, make sure if you have your listening or watching, you hit that subscribe button, hit the like button, and give us a rating. It goes a long way. Um, sorry about the the producer; he did fix it on the run, so I reckon he gets extra points for that. So, and the, the live has started. Thank you once again, guys. Uh, and hope you enjoy the episode and subscribe to League of Inches. Thank you. Hey there, Joel from the League of Inches podcast. Just wanted to quickly say a massive thank you for taking the time out of your day to give us a listen. I really do hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you did do so uh, and you want to support the page that little bit further, make sure you give us a follow and a like. It does go a long way supporting the page and helping us reach um, other people to listen to the podcast as well as giving us a like and a follow on all our social media platforms. We're available on all of them. Just type in League of Inches. It does go a long way. Finally, if you can just give us a rating for the podcast, uh, it will go a massive way of giving us a bit more support as well. So again, thank you very much for listening. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. We're going to be averaging about three to four podcasts a week minimum. So make sure you get around the page. Massive things coming up this year in 2024. Have a great day.